Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today we are on episode two of the How to Build an App Process with Build Online. I'm joined by Ryan Hayden. Let's get right to it. Ryan Hayden, how are you today? I am doing good. I'm doing good. How are you, man? I am also doing good. I, uh, I'm a little bit let down. My barber went full send and did a hard part, and I wasn't too thrilled about that. But oh, no, it aside looks from the haircut issue, we are good. Yeah. Looks good to me, man. Looks Thank great. you. How's the, weather? How's the weather out there in California? Uh, it is currently 63. It's going to be a beautiful day. We've got no notable wildfires stinking up our air, and that's pretty new because that's been <laughs> a constant for the last six months. So, uh, yeah, no complaints. And next week, I'll be at Disney World, and we just found out that it's going to be mid-80s all week. So, no complaints. Nice. <laughs> Disney World is Disney World's the best. Love Disney World. I've never so, been. Cool. Yeah. Well, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love cool. it. Cool. So let's get right to it. Last time we talked, we covered the blueprint meeting. So what that means okay. to the customer getting idea out of their brain onto an actionable plan and uh, clearing out some of the objections that might come up, issues, and then outlining what an MVP is. So if you guys haven't listened to that one already, we're building off of that. So I do recommend going back and listening to that because um, uh, it's we're kind of building along this series. So Ryan, what do we do once we've had the blueprint meeting and you've got all of that information in the form of uh, giant sticky note lists and uh, notes that were taken during the meeting. What do you do from there? Lots of photos on my phone of sticky notes is is what I end up with. So usually what I do is on the the flight back, I open up my laptop and um, because most of, yeah, never mind, but I usually end up flying. So on the flight back, I open up my laptop and I type out, essentially a summary of everything that we learned in the meeting. And so I sort of process all of those sticky notes and all of the exercises that we went through and come up with a coherent document. We call it the product product document or project document that I am going to then turn around and share with our team. Um, And it's going to describe the client, it's going to describe the users, it's going to describe the problem that we're trying to solve. It's going to have all those photos that we took in the discovery, or at least the relevant ones in that the blueprint meeting. And uh, so that is sort of step one. Step two uh, is I schedule a time with the product manager uh, that usually went with us to the meeting. So usually it's yeah. me and one of our product managers. It's Luke or Andrew or Brian um, that goes to the meeting and we're going to sit down together and we are going to uh, come up with a list of user stories. So uh, if your users aren't familiar, you're, you're like users, you're, you can tell I'm a, I'm a developer, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if your listeners aren't familiar, a user story is just a sentence that describes a feature, okay. right? Uh, from the vantage point of a user. So if you're building a, you know, if you're building the Domino's pizza tracker, 
All right, just using that sure. as an example. Uh, we always we always mention that. that if you're building the Domino's pizza tracker, user stories could be like the uh, the Domino's employee is notified of a new pizza order. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, or another user story could be the customer is notified of progress changes on his pizza order. You know, like sure. that those are those are user stories. So we'll make a list. And usually at the end of one of these meetings, that list has got 50, 60, 70 things on it. Everything that we can think of uh, as far as a feature that came out of that meeting that's been prioritized already, that we've already clarified is necessary to reach our goal. So at that point, um, we turn it over to our design team and we've got amazing UX designers that take those user stories and they come up with wireframes. And so they'll define, sorry to interrupt. Can you define a UX designer? Okay. So there's two basic kinds of designers Mm -hmm. in an app development team. Okay. So there's the UX designer and then there's a UI designer. Okay. So UX stands for user experience and UI stands for user interface. Um, Okay. Essentially, the way it works is UX designers, they design how the thing works and UI designers design how it looks, right? So one of them's job, one of them is thinking about, okay, how do I make all the pieces fit together and make our users, make this software actually usable for the end user? Yeah. The other one is thinking, okay, how do I make this look awesome? So the first step is a UX. You have to do UX before you do UI. So uh, some of our UX designers will go and they will open up those user stories and they'll just start making wireframes, which are just basic sketches. There's no detail. You know, they use like a scribbly font. The goal of the wireframe is not for it to look pretty. It's for you just to have a basic idea of what that software is supposed to do. And we track all of this in our project management software. So down the line, if a developer is working on that feature, they can see the user story. They can see the wireframes that were initially done. Yeah. Um, they, they see all of this and it sort of all travels with it as it goes along. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So at that point, we have a, a clear document defining the project. We have these wireframes. We have these user stories. Um, one more step that we like to do is we have our visual designers create a sort of a visual direction for the project. Perfect. So we, we take the, the company's brand if they have one mm-hmm. and we just come up with a couple of screens so that they can see what this is going to look like and extrapolate that over the wireframes. Got it. So at that point we have all of our discovery stuff done except for one thing. And can you guess what that thing is? So we have the document that explains what needs to be done to the team. We have what it's going to look like and how it's going to feel. I would expect next we need to actually quantify how long it'll take to build. Yes. Yeah. So I was expecting you to just come out and say, quote. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point, the next thing we need is a. Show me the money. We need the quote. No. No. Was no. we don't do quotes. Oh, right? there you go. <laughs> I 
I feel I feel guided into that. All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was trying to set you up so I could yeah. knock you down. I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, no, so the next thing that we do is we we do the closest thing that we do to a quote. We make an okay. estimate. Yeah. And at this point, we can make kind of an intelligent estimate because we have a list of all the features. We have a wireframe of all the features. We kind of an idea of what it's going to look like. Um, those features are are organized. Uh, we know how they relate to the total project. At that point, and only at that point, are we ready to to make an estimate? Can I just okay. kind of go off on a rant real quick? Sure. Um, about quotes. One of the problems I see in our industry is that people don't don't take very much time to understand the problem before they throw out mm. a quote. So it's very common for an agency or developers to say, okay, yeah, we'll do that for $100,000 or we'll do that yeah. for $50,000. But they haven't really taken the time to know what they're going to build yet or whether or not they even should build it. So honestly, part of the purpose of this whole process is some apps shouldn't be built. Yeah. Some apps are just, there's 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 never going to be product market fit for or they're just, just too uh, big uh, you, 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 the money output is just not there. So without this discovery process, yeah. it's really hard to give any kind of an accurate quote. The, the illustration we always give is like when you go to a contractor and let's say you're a contractor and I go to you and I'm like, Hey, can you build me a house for a hundred thousand dollars? Let's sure. pretend you're not in California. Cause that's, you know, not. <laughs> accurate that's a shed in the backyard yeah right (laughs) so the contractor is probably going to say yes Mm -hmm. okay regardless of how small you go they're just going to change the scope in their head but you might be thinking i want you know a three thousand square foot mcmansion and they're thinking i want you know that you want like a tiny house Right. right so you're setting yourself up for a later conflict unless you get really clear about what you're building, unless you have a blueprint, which is uh, why we go through this whole phase, because we're talking about ideas. Very often people come to us with like these really early ideas and yeah. we have to get those ideas to clarity before we can give them any kind of an estimate for how much it's going to cost. Sure. And so, so for for anyone listening, that is also something that I love to do. If you are early in the idea, come on in. Let's talk about it. If it's a bad idea or it's just not profitable, let's brainstorm ways to make it so. Um, But either way, what I think, Ryan, what you're saying is that we won't prescribe before we properly diagnose. Right. Otherwise, it's malpractice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can we can take your money and and build junk all day long, but that doesn't really serve you at all. I mean, it's sort of no. wrong, we think. So and in a referral sure. game, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want you to succeed. So, right. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so how do so we come up with that estimate? Right, estimate, okay. Yeah. We, we use a process called planning poker to come up with the estimate. So here's how that works. I take myself, I take all of our lead devs, and our designer, lead designer, and the product manager for the app. And we use this app. It's literally called, I think it's called planningpoker.com. Okay. And we um, we load that list of user stories into the app. Okay. 
and we have two minutes uh, for each of us to privately give our estimate for how many hours we think that that particular feature is going to take. And then that estimate comes just from the experience that they have to build this kind of feature. It takes me this many hours. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've done this. Well, I think we did 14 apps last year. Yeah. So we've done this a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of experience building applications and figuring out how much it's going to cost. So, but the problem is your, your estimates are always optimistic. 100% 100% of sure. the time, we think, <laughs> yeah. we think it's going to take less than it does. So what this planning poker does is in the room, in a room of that many people that with that much experience, somebody is going to be like, okay, no, that's too optimistic. Mm-hmm. And then the program won't let us move on until we come to some kind of a resolution. Okay. And so what that does is it just gives us a much better estimate when we're done. And we estimate user story by user story, and then we present that estimate, user story by user story, to the client when we're done so that they know, hey, this is about how much this is going to cost. And again, it's an estimate. It could take longer. It could be much, much shorter. Um, This is about how much this is going to cost. And these are where that cost are. So if you are really concerned about cutting cost, Mm -hmm. You could just say, okay, circle these user stories and we're going to punt these until, you know, we have like a seed funding round or something yeah. like that. Or we're going to not do these until we have money coming in. And it gives you a much more intelligent way of, you know, of planning out the project financially. Yeah. Um, it's so, more responsible. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 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 It would be like, again, if a contractor was like, yeah, we can build the heart of the house, but... Mm-hmm. You might want to add an addition later on when you have more money. You know, it's kind of the. So just t- pausing real quick, looking at the two kinds of uh, clients that are, are the perfect fit for us. So we have somebody that has an MVP for a new concept that they want to get to market. Um, doing this estimate process, we can quantify how much that MVP will cost. And here's you know, one of our bragging points is we want to help you get that MVP to market as fast as humanly possible. Right. So that it can start making you money to help pay for this, the subsequent features or user stories that will be added. But then number two, if a company has a dev team and they want to add a feature to their existing software, they could hire us and the same process would happen, right? We would look at how fast it would take to get that new function that they're trying to add to their tech stack Right. And attack it in the same way. Yeah. And maybe that new function in that case, like at the end of the day, it's still very important that they get actual user feedback as soon as possible. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. Because think about it this way. Let's say they're, they're building something for their existing team and we build it in four months and their users end up using it. And they're like, no, this isn't really what we needed at all. Okay. If, if it took us a year, then they're just, you know, that's eight months of, of further, you know, going down the wrong trail. So yeah, either case, either case, you want to be able to pivot quickly and getting it done fast is, is uh, the key to that, getting it in front of real users. So without getting into the, the technical weeds, because we'll get into that in the next episode when we actually talk about developing 
the MVP. Um, what makes build online fast? Um, I don't know how to get into that without the, getting into the technical leads weeds, but one of them is our planning process. Mm-hmm. One of them is the fact that every product that we start is new. Our teams are used to working together. And so they work very, very well together. You know, we're not training up new people. Yeah. Uh, we use established tech stack that a, a very well uh, hardened um, software framework uh, that makes makes it very easy because there's basically one right way to do just about every task. And so yeah. it makes it easier to train people. There's lots of reasons why we're fast. Okay. Uh, but No, all good stuff. Um, so we come up with, uh, the estimate. What does that, uh, physically look like? Like when, when the the customer finally receives it, um, what does that look like? Um, I mean, it's just a really pretty PDF that shows all of the user stories and, and we have an amazing designer that, uh, makes things look good and it's in our best interest to, uh, to make that particular thing look as good as possible. Right. Perfect. So, um, yeah, so that's that's it, man. I mean, um, then we present it to the client, and if the client doesn't want to go forward, then we're done, and uh, all the cost is just the time that we've spent so far. Uh, yeah. That's never happened. I was, I was just <laughs> um, you, you, you beat me to it. I was gonna say, how often does that happen, though, Ryan? That's never happened. <laughs> um, usually, when they get that far, they're pretty committed. Um, yeah. and at that point, we the next phase would be design, and so. I guess that's what we'll talk about next time, right? That's what we're going to talk about next time. Yep. Uh, So that about sums up the estimation process. Uh, It's not a quote. It is an estimate, but there's a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into that. So folks, if that is uh, something that you're curious about, if you have a good idea that you want to bring to the table and brainstorm, um, I'm your guy, Ryan Hansen at buildonline.io. I have a fantastic team behind me, so fortunately, it's not me coding it for you because I'm incapable of doing that. But <laughs> I have smart people behind me who do that work. So, Ryan, thank you. Uh, we will talk again, and the next phase will be development. Design. Design. There you go. All right, we will get into design. All right, folks, that's all we've got for today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I will catch you next time. This episode of Behind the Business Curtain is brought to you by Build Online. Build Online is your one-stop shop for web development and mobile app design, and they're ready to bring your app idea to life. Their process starts with a one-day in-person blueprint meeting where they get clear on your goal and vision for the project, and it ends with an MVP app that's ready to launch and market. Build Online offers you access to a full team of developers and designers, along with a dedicated project manager that will own your vision for the project and give you weekly updates so you're never in the dark. At Build Online, they don't do project-based billing or long-term contracts. You just review the completed work and pay an invoice every two weeks, avoiding the traditional money pit model that may have bitten you in the past. Book a call with me at buildonline.io, and we can figure out a plan to bring your app idea to life.